Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron White here uh, with Dr. Dr. Z. George, welcome. Byron, what a pleasure it is being on your show today. Thank you so much for having me on. So, of course, the, your, 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 your last name is, is Garoudis, if I got that right, but I, I know I got it wrong, which is why I went with Dr. <laughs> you know, that was actually pretty close, uh, Zagritas, uh, so George Zagritas, uh, but my friends call me Dr. Z, I want you to call me Dr. Z, and all uh, the listeners can uh, uh, also uh, refer to me as Dr. Z. Tell us a little bit about your latest book, um, Cyberchondria, Don't Google Your Symptoms. Yes, actually, this is part of a book called uh, Stop Worrying About Your Health, Uh, How to Quit Obsessing About Symptoms and Feel Better Now, actually in the second edition. Uh, And cyberchondria is sort of a secondary issue that's come to mind in in recent days. And and so I'm very excited to be able to to talk with uh, you about that today. Terrific. And you're also the, the master, if you will, of living whole, living well. <clears throat> Tell us about the site. Yes, that's my website, uh, livingwholelivingwell.com, and that's where the books are available. And also I talk a little bit about my philosophy of focusing on lifestyle medicine, wellness, prevention, and health versus what's typical in medicine today, which is the pill for every ill or when in doubt, cut it out uh, mindsets. And that's not how I approach things. So uh, looking forward to talking to you a little bit more today, too, about lifestyle medicine. Terrific. So I want to talk about the, the wonderful topic of, of self-diagnosis. Um, no, it, yes. it, it appears that all of us now, armed with Google and, and the web um, and Bing and everyone else in the way that we can find information, we're all becoming our own, uh, our own doctors, believe it or not. I don't know if you have caught that wave, but it's, uh, it, it's awful. We're, we're, we're now experts in every topic, especially what might be wrong with us. What, what, what's wrong with that as a concept? Byron and, and I'm going to I'm going to agree with your your phrase. It's awful. We're we're having a, a, a an increasing uh, phenomenon uh, that uh, I'm witnessing in clinical practice of people self-diagnosing, self-treating. Uh, in the worst case scenario, they're not even coming in at all. Uh, and then in other scenarios, they're they're coming in, but they're demanding. Uh, treatments based on misinformation. And so that's why I've, I've really taken to heart this whole topic of cyberchondria. Tell us some examples of how that is actually damaging to your health to potentially <laughs> self-diagnose yourself in the wrong way. 
Yes. Well, kind of backing up, you know, the Internet is this amazing tool uh, that allows us to search out medical information and all other types of information instantly. Uh, so why not uh, then, you know, apply this to, to, to medical information? So we have something called I, I call Dr. Google. Others call it that well as well. Uh, and uh, Dr. Google resides at the Internet Clinic or the Internet Health Cafe. And one of the problems with this, one of the problems with this, especially with, when we talk about cyberchondria, uh, is that people are, be, are are terrifying themselves. They're they're creating unnecessary anxiety uh, by looking up information and trying to uh, self-diagnose, self-treat, uh, and it's it's difficult in terms of uh, untrained people doing this because they don't exactly have the context uh, in which some to sort through the information in many instances. It is true, however, that accessing information and knowledge, you know, can, can be a good thing in, in 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 potentially even easing your concerns about a particular problem when you learn more about it. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that in general? Absolutely. I'm going to give you a, a good example here, Byron. Uh, my nephew recently was having right lower abdominal pain, uh, fever for a number of days. Uh, you know, everyone thought initially that this was just a stomach bug that's been going around here uh, in the in the area. Uh, but he went to the internet and looked up uh, the symptoms and, you know, went to his mom and said, you know, mom, I think I've got appendicitis. You know, I'm looking here at Dr. Google and, and you know, WebMD and some other medical sites. And, it, you know, everything adds up to appendicitis. And so mom says, okay, well, you know, it might be, let's take you over to the doctor. They did. And of course it was appendicitis. And unfortunately that was all dealt with effectively. So this is a good example of where, information uh, that's accessible like that uh, can be very useful and very, very helpful. This might be uh, difficult to, to even ask this question, but I'm going to give it a try. Is it possible that the stress associated with a particular ailment you might have might cause you more damage than the actual ailment itself? Yes, yes, and thanks for asking. That's something called secondary anxiety, and it's an anxiety or stress that's related to being anxious or stressed about having something. And so in many cases, we'll find that uh, people actually can make their symptoms worse by worrying about them going on the Internet, uh, looking all, up all this information and getting terrified by it. That's why I mentioned earlier, this is an increasing issue that uh, physicians are, are uh, dealing with in, in, in offices. And so uh, I'll, I'll occasionally, not even occasionally, it's actually it's increasing numbers now of folks coming in fairly terrified because they have spent some time researching, you know, the, the, the stomach uh, pain they're having, and they're very convinced they now have cancer, uh, when in fact, you know, it's actually just acid reflux. And so the anxiety related to the stomach uh, ends up creating more stomach acid, which then ends up creating more of an issue. Uh, and so you're, you're right on with that. Uh, people can actually uh, scare themselves into having worse symptoms than, than, than before they uh, actually terrified themselves. Let's suggest your body is like a 1969 Triumph motorcycle for a second. 
<laughs> I, I, I mentioned that because I used to have a Triumph body of a motorcycle. And Good for the, you. <laughs> the, the thing about a Triumph body of a motorcycle, you, you bring it out you know, every spring, you know, it's in, and you winterized it, of course, living here in New England. You bring it out. You, you right. get it going. You have to, the carburetors are, are very finicky. In, right. in, a, in a Bonneville, and you know you want to kind of get him. You want to get the the idling as low as you can without it stalling. But every year right. it's a little bit different. But the thing I learned about a Triumph Bonneville, and I think I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, is when you get it sort of about as good as you can get it, don't yep. touch it throughout the year and just let it just just go with it. Just don't mess with it. Is your body a little bit similar to that, perhaps? It's Absolutely. Working. Although mine feels like an Etzel some days, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, it, you know, there's this old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, there's something to be said about that. You know, I, there's an, there's an, a normal aging process that occurs with, you know, all of us. And, and it's just normal to expect aches and pains and things not to, feel as good as they used to or function as well as they used to. And that's perfectly normal. I think in our, our day and age of, uh, you know, constant media exposure to young, beautiful, healthy, you know, people, uh, we, we, the average people begin to have unrealistic expectations about what we should be experiencing. Uh, so I often with folks try to sit down and have a, have a nice talk about, you know, here's what we, here's what's realistic. Here's what's common sense versus, you know, this is what you're seeing on television. And, and that goal is probably not, not uh, easily attainable. How, how is the mind training itself differently these days? And here's a quick example. You know, we go to work every day, and in our workplace, we're, we're trained to find problems and take action and fix it. I mean, that's what we do all day every day, you know. Um, right. When we think of a problem with our body, chances are we have the same philosophy. There's something wrong with me. I know it. Okay, let's fix it. Like, Dr. Google, what do you think? Um, I, I am convinced there is a problem here because I'm experiencing pain. Let's fix it. Fix, fix, fix. Is is that true? And and how how are our, how are our minds uh, trained, perhaps improperly, to when it comes to to, to health? You've nailed it on the head, uh, Byron, and uh, I appreciate your observations. It's interestingly uh, interesting that I have seen it even in myself. You know that uh, trying to deal with what I, I refer to as an information overload out there, uh, and and related to that. Uh, is the accessibility of just kind of instant information. So you should be able to, let's say I'm, I'm working on my you know, computer, something's not working, uh, you know, I should be able to go onto a website, log in, go to a forum, pose my question, get an immediate answer, and then fix things. And, and so uh, as a society, I believe we're, we've gotten more into a mindset of, Things can be fixed quickly and easily, therefore they should be fixed quickly and easily. And it's really nice when things you know, are fixed quickly and easily, but that's just not always the case. And then when you get into something like the human body, you know, it's so complex and there's so many variables and factors uh, there that it makes it so difficult to really uh, try to just instantly come up with an answer or a solution uh, and then be able to implement that for a, you know, a, 
a, a positive outcome uh, without much effort. And 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 I I agree with you. I think we're seeing a lot of that a mindset, uh, basically a retraining of everybody's minds due to, uh, you know, d- different expectations in, in, in society and things in the media and, and the like. Is this topic maybe health stress? Is that a good, a good topic we're really dealing with right now? Yes, it's, it's a health anxiety. And uh, let me back up just a bit. Uh, what I've been primarily interested in are the average normal everyday folks out there who have anxiety about their health. They don't really have a mental disorder like hypochondria uh, per se. Uh, You know, in other words, they work and they have uh, families and uh, go to a house of worship, whatever it is. Uh, They, they, you know, they're, they're, they're perfectly normal in every other way. The only issue is they just worry about their health too much. So they'll sometimes lose sleep over that or go into the doctor wanting excessive, uh, you know, medical tests and, and just kind of uh, being what we sometimes call medicine, a frequent flyer coming in. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, I've noticed a lot of that but, uh, with, with, with my patients. And so that's what got me very interested in this whole health stress or health anxiety uh, phenomenon that that uh, that I and others are are witnessing. Do you think that cyberchondria is 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 a new a new a new DNA strain that we're <laughs> that we're seeing here? <laughs> that, that, I mean, certainly hypochondria, you know, is is something that's probably genetic, right? I mean, it, it or is it not? You 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 should help us guide guide us through that. Oh, sure. And, and that's a, a, you know, it's probably the million dollar question, what causes health anxiety? And we found several factors are involved with that with, with most people. Uh, a lot of times there's been a childhood history of some type of illness or there's been a sick relative uh, in the home. Uh, there's been use of illness for attention or avoiding chores you know, disruption in the usual social network because of illness, anger, depression, and guilt because of illness, feelings of insecurity and abandonment because of illness. So there's a variety of things that can go into triggering health anxiety. Hypochondria takes it a step further. Uh, and any actual psychological or psychiatric diagnosis involves an impairment in functioning. So, you know, that, that's a whole different discussion. I'm, I'm very interested in the folks, it's kind of the average folks that, worry too much about what's going on. But I think there's a variety of issues in the in childhood and during life that can can trigger this and sort of sort of predispose somebody uh, to excessive worry about their health or about germs and uh, illnesses and 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 the like. Mm. <clears throat> Do you feel like you know based upon your both psychological experience um, as well as your medical experience that in general <clears throat> most pain related problems that you're experience, experiencing if you have reasonable health um, should really just make you think I can get through this let's just move on carry on as usual whereas vital organs shutting down time to go with plan B go party like a rock star because you just don't know how long you're going to be on this earth. Um, You know, can we think in those extremes? Is that normal? Is that normal? 
Are there are a lot of people <laughs> that think that way. Uh, okay, as a as a as a family doctor, though, I'd have to say. I want you around on the earth as long as possible. So uh, my job is to try to help keep you together. So I'd, I'd probably veer away from the latter that you'd mentioned of uh, <laughs> partying into eternity there. But uh, uh, I, I, I certainly uh, – uh, see the value of you know living for the day and focusing on the moment. I think all that's all that's very critical. You mentioned pain, and that's another uh, interesting mind-body condition. And uh, lifestyle medicine offers a lot of solutions uh, for pain management and uh, you know a variety of other other conditions. But a lot of folks with pain, you know, the first thing uh, they want to go get a pain medicine. And uh, for instance, Vicodin is one of the most abused medications on the planet uh, at this time. With pain disorders, there's a lot that a, a person can do uh, rather than worrying about the pain and obsessing about the pain, which, as we mentioned earlier, will cause the pain to often get worse. So uh, there's all kinds of lifestyle medicine solutions that people can uh, uh, implement, uh, diet, exercise, stress management. Uh, one of the most uh, important aspects of of dealing with pain as a mind-body disorder is to to work on on the the anxiety related to that as well as things like say losing some weight which takes pressure off joints which can can improve the whole pain uh, scenario let's take a break everybody and when we're back I want to dive into how we really should be approaching health research and how it relates to a healthy life back in just a minute Life Tips will be right back after this short break. You rely on your website to promote your business. And while you're busy doing what you love, you need a site that can keep up. GoDaddy Web Hosting is built from the ground up for lightning speed, reliability, and rock-solid performance. It includes over 150 free apps like WordPress and Drupal to build and manage your site. And with 99.9% uptime and industry-leading load times, you never have to worry if your site is up and running. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code HOSTFM to get web hosting for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. While some affiliate networks can give you offers, Affiliate Offers Network gives you offers that pay big. Why do affiliates work with Affiliate Offers Network? How about because they work with powerhouse CPAs like Affiliate.com? How about that affiliates get paid every Monday to kick off their work week? Plus, learn how their green bucket system can turn your email, display ad, social, video, or mobile impression into profitable income. Get connected today with Affiliate Offers Network. Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. 
When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com best search strategies where our hosts jamie smith and brian lewis discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs best search strategies on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm and now back to life tips making your life smarter better faster and wiser here are your hosts back with my good friend dr z dr z thanks so much for being on the show today byron i am very happy to be on the show today it's quite an honor thank you for having me right on we're also having fun which is really important here so exactly <laughs> exactly it's got to be fun exactly so tell me about this 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 health research concept you know what's the balance here what, what, what can I learn from Dr. Google? What should I take from Dr. Google? And more importantly, what should I actually do if I want answers to my health problem? Great questions. As a physician and psychologist uh, myself, I've got a certain level of training that gives me a context. So when I look up things, and, and honestly, I frequently look up information on the Internet myself, when I look these things up, I've got a, a filter that I can use uh, to get through uh, the information and to make sense out of it. Okay? So what I always recommend people do is absolutely use the Internet to, to get some information, but keep it in context uh, the best that you can and take that information to a qualified health provider, practitioner, uh, if you have questions, and, and go with it from there. Uh, what, what I'm seeing so often are people looking up symptoms. They go to a symptom checker, uh, and they put some things in, and then, the, of course, the computer uh, prints out uh, all types of you know, odd genetic disorders and, and things, and people end up terrified and, and believe they've got uh, you know, brain cancer or something. Uh, I tell people, relax. Whatever information you come up with, go and ask your, uh, your doctor, your nurse, uh, and, and have a discussion. So use the Dr. Google Internet Clinic as uh, a jumping board for having a, a quality discussion with your provider. Wow. Has there been a surge in doctor visits as a result of this newly found uh, research tool that is causing havoc for all of us? I have noticed an increase in patients coming in with concerns uh, based on information they read on the internet. So I, I am witnessing that in my practice. I, I've over the years had quite a few patients, uh, in particular, uh, county type patients, uh, that aren't paying a whole lot uh, to come, to come 
see me uh, coming in wanting all kinds of tests and things, uh, you know, run and, and all kinds of, you know, everything, check for everything. Uh, and, and then again, you know, in many of those instances, the, the patient himself or herself is not financially in, invested in it as, as much, okay? Um, but I think there's a larger number of, of thoughtful uh, folks uh, that uh, legitimately are going on the Internet, looking things up, wanting to know more, uh, and then they become concerned, they become terrified, frightened, anxious, stressed, whatever, and then, uh, you know, schedule an appointment to come talk about uh, this odd disease that they believe they have. So, yes, I have seen an increase in patient visits related to uh, appointments with Dr. Google. What health sites do you feel do a very good job of explaining problems in, in, in self-diagnosing? Uh, besides, none of, uh, besides none of them. <laughs> Actually, there are some good sites. And uh, here's a piece of information that your listeners might be interested in. Uh, you know, as we've discussed, I write books and, and then I also write articles and do all kinds of presentations as, a, as an MD and as a psychologist. Um, a lot of the websites out there are not written by trained healthcare professionals or licensed healthcare professionals. They're, they are written by people with a journalism degree or somebody with an interest in health or just an average everyday person that's sitting out there, uh, you know, with a blog. So I always recommend that uh, folks be careful about the quality of the information, uh, and in particular, look at who is writing. I was actually fairly appalled to find out that a lot of the sites uh, hire out companies that then hire out, uh, you know, bachelor-level journalism writers uh, to write on these topics, and, and while, where those people can have great things to write about, and no doubt about that, and they can be fantastic writers, they don't have the same context that a licensed physician or licensed psychologist has. So it just, it, it, it behooves the reader to be cautious uh, when looking at that information. But I find two, two sites uh, particularly valuable. I like WebMD and I also like the Mayo Clinic uh, site. And I find those are, are, are very helpful. Do you think there's gonna be a change in the way that we self-diagnose in the future? Can't, can't this get better? Can't self-diagnosis and understanding get better? I believe with increased education, uh, you know, like what you're doing here on the show today, I believe this is, is vital to the process. But I believe uh, increasing education with folks so that they know that, you know, just because you've read uh, this printout from a symptom checker, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. Uh, a lot of folks, again, do not have the context of having had any clinical training, and so they get lost and mixed up. It'd be the same thing as uh, myself with, say, law. Uh, I, I could go to a legal website and pick up all kinds of information on that, uh, but it, I wouldn't have the context of being a, a barred attorney uh, in, in order to practice. And so, you know, we have to kind of look at the respective areas these days. You know, it's so complicated. Everything is... Uh, you know, ridiculously uh, extensive in, in terms of knowledge bases. And so uh, I, I really recommend people take a look, you know, think about it, be conscious, but also thoughtful and uh, uh, careful about, uh, you know, the conclusions that they, that they uh, jump to. So 
just I just want to get one more answer on that. Do you think the self-diagnosis can get better, you know, with advancements, maybe in writing and doctors writing more or uh, more uh, a different approach to to medicine in general? Is is it possible, or do you think the face-to-face doctor diagnosis will continue to be the dominant way to properly diagnose someone? Well, and I'm thinking kind of that was really what I was getting at in my, you know, last answer, that um, it's important to take information to a practitioner. So I'm not envisioning uh, a, you know, an effective uh, self-diagnostic tool on the Internet or anywhere else uh, anytime in the uh, near future. Uh, I really believe that that clinical relationship is is just absolutely critical to making things happen uh, to the benefit of the patient and it really is all about patient care uh, and and doing what's right by the patient I, I frequently refer to some other examples I, I won't go into too much detail now but I'll have people that look things up on the internet and come in wanting a treatment that actually is dangerous uh, and I know it from personal experience as a physician that that treatment is going to be dangerous to that patient. Again, they don't have the context. So, you know, there's, there's wonderful information on the internet. I, I think people should, you know, gather whatever they can. Uh, but then I take it a step further and I believe taking that information into a, a practitioner's office and having a thoughtful discussion is actually the best approach. Yeah. But there are some things that would be suitable, I'm sure, for a line. I mean, poison ivy, for example. You know, um, I mean, w- shouldn't we be using... Our, our, here's a question for you. How can we use the web to better uh, weed out these people that shouldn't be coming into your office? Is that possible? It, it is. I, I believe, again, increasing education and, uh, you know, discussions with... Uh, uh, healthcare professionals can can lead the uh, lead the way in, in that direction. Um, you mentioned poison ivy. You know, uh, by all means, I think it's great. Go check the internet. You know, see what they recommend as a as a uh, you know a possible home solution. I do recommend going to solid websites. You know, a couple that I mentioned uh, previously. Check it out. See what happens. Um, However, I always again caution folks: if you're not getting any better, if you're if you're you know the condition's getting worse, or you're just you're you you know you're sick, you know get on into a practitioner, get on into to a, a place where somebody can can evaluate you. Makes good sense. How would you like? And that's to- what it's all about: is, is good sense, and, and and that's what this whole discussion's about. It, it, that's a. A good, a good point. Not everybody uses their good sense, but I <laughs> and that's a whole different show, and we'll do one on that sometime in the future. <laughs> I would so look forward to that, Doctor Z. I must say, it's been a, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I really enjoyed this very much. Byron, you are a wonderful host. I applaud what you're doing in terms of getting fantastic life tips out there to listeners, and it's an honor being on your show. Please call upon me again as you need to. How about tomorrow? Tomorrow, that's fine. <laughs> Give me a buzz. <laughs> I know, I know. Partially, but in fact, I would really like to have you back as a guest. What, what topics 
what what topics do you think are, are are quite interesting to to the audience here? Let's let's brainstorm for a second while our audience is actually listening in. First of all, well, what's I that, that that's great. I you know the, this whole anxiety about health is my primary area, uh, but I do have some other uh, some other areas I, I discuss on various shows. Uh, one is about just kind of chronic fatigue that people have, not due to anemia or, you know, thyroid problems or, or physical problems, but I'm talking about the, this just exhaustion, weakness, tiredness that a lot of us have from just being run down, just living uh, excessive, uh, hectic lives and wanting to, uh, you know, feel better. So that's one area, and then I've got this whole other other area of uh, psychological self-defense uh, that I talk a lot about. And that that book actually is re- entitled uh, "Don't Let Them Psych You Out." And and uh, I like to help equip people with all kinds of uh, tools uh, to survive the brutalities of of everyday life. I have a one, uh, a couple here for you. Do you have any knowledge on? lacking common sense and where how you attain common sense what is common sense <laughs> this is a this is a zillion dollar question thanks for asking uh, common sense I, I mean it it's it's it seems to be one of those things that uh, a lot of people have due to street smarts you know having just uh, uh, been uh, around and having uh, been around the corner and uh, and uh, just having lived and learned from experiences uh, some people just seem to have more common sense and then are able to use their common sense uh, to good effect uh, others get very brilliant people and have absolutely no common sense uh, whatsoever and uh, you know don't know to come in out of the rain uh, and I, I taught as a professor for years and years and I met plenty of plenty of those folks uh, in academia uh, so uh, you know uh, and I, I mentioned that just in in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a in a in a fun way uh, but uh, it's it's interesting. I don't think that anybody's got a real good grasp on you know uh, common sense as a you know a psychological phenomenon. I, I think there's a lot of writing on on aspects of what goes into making common sense. But uh, evidently, it's a it's a capacity that uh, many people are lacking, uh, and that uh, uh, could be could be a useful uh, tool uh, you know in in many people's lives. I just wish we had a vitamin C, as in vitamin common sense, that we could uh, that would uh, offer to that us. would help a whole lot with things. Yeah. Yeah, we're sitting and watching the news every night, going like, "Oh my gosh, what on earth are these people thinking?" You know. What about uh, the, what about the art and science behind smiling and laughing? Yeah, there's a there's a great deal of of research there. Um, you know, kind of kind of gets back to the biblical principle of laughter is you know laughter is good medicine, and I firmly believe in that. There's actually a whole area of humor therapy, uh, and uh, you know, basically, you know, just in a nutshell, you know, decades of research have shown that uh, uh, people that are able to employ happiness, laughing, smiling, jokes, and and things, uh, and they're able to employ that in their daily lives, are actually happier individuals. And and as you, I'm sure, are aware that uh, it takes far few muscles to smile in the face, facial muscles to smile, than it, than it does to frown. And, and so all kinds of research on the positive health benefits of a good attitude, happiness, uh, you know, being positive, uh, and the like. 
Well, clearly we have more topics to go over with you, uh, in, in, including, of course, the chronic, uh, the chronic fatigue and, 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 and your real specialty here, health in general. But, uh, but so enjoyed you have being, being on the show today. Thanks again, Dr. Z. Byron, many, many thanks. And again, take care. And, uh, and I really appreciate you having me on the show today. Until next week, I hope everyone's life a little smarter, better, faster, and, and much happier uh, knowing that you should not be self-diagnosing yourself and freaking out. And see you next week, everyone. <laughs>